Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. As we're getting to the end of this absolutely crazy, never thought we'd live through it, weird, isolating year, I wanted to bring back some of my favorite easy wins. I think we all deserve an easy win at this point. And when I go to record episodes of the podcast, sometimes I think it always has to be something completely new and different and things I've never covered before. But we all know as we get caught in the craziness of life, especially in this year of 2020, that, you know, we can just get so in the trenches when we're in the clinic and it's really easy to miss some of the things that could make our lives simpler. So when I was thinking of what to record this week, I thought about some of the more common questions I get asked when I lecture or um, through messaging over social media. So I wanted to put together just a quick episode that goes over some simple things that you can change when you're practicing, whether it's collecting history or what you're doing in the clinic to give yourself some easy wins. We all deserve an easy win right now. So um, here's a few things that I think are really important to not overlook and just a, a quick refresher over um, things I talk about on the daily basis to clients and veterinarians when I'm consulting on cases. So this is going to be mostly over allergy cases and things we can do to make our life simpler. I keep saying simple and easy because I just feel like we need it. So number one, when you are talking to an owner and their pet has flared or they're itchy, please make sure they did not miss flea control. That sounds so simple, but I am seeing so many cases the last few months Uh, here in Portland, Oregon. It starts getting cooler out and clients just start to think that they don't need flea control anymore, but we're year round flea prevention state. Like we need the, the flea prevention, at least in the Portland area year round. And even if clients have purchased that flea control a few months prior, it is so easy for them to not think about it or just don't think they need it. So if you see a cat or a dog come in and they're chewing and licking at the rump, especially, or the back end area, or just itchy in general, just take a step. Don't see that they bought a flea control a couple months before and assume that they're on it. Just ask. Maybe life was crazy and they forgot that it's actually the fifth of the month and they were supposed to give it a few days ago. Make sure the other animals in the household are on flea control. That I see missed a lot. We have a dog who's just itchy and chewing at the rump, but they're on a good quality flea control. But then when we ask about the cats, the cats aren't on anything. And sometimes just putting the other pets on really quality, high-speed kill flea prevention causes the other dog or cat who might be really sensitive to that exposure to do better. So just easy win. Ask have you, when's the last time you gave flea control? Has it been given consistently? Are the other animals on the house on a good quality flea control? So starting off really, really nice, something that you can uh, ask tomorrow when you're in the clinic. Number two is not going to come as a big surprise to you guys. And that is your cytologies, please just cytology it all cytology, everything 
do not look at a case if they're chewing or licking and think, well, that doesn't look bad enough to be infected. Uh, please, please do not use smell-o-vision. We should not be seeing patients in our hospital and just say, you smell like yeast, here's your ketoconazole. Please grab a slide. I have been absolutely fooled before where I have seen a dog that is like kenified and smells like corn chips and I'm just convinced there has to be yeast and I take like five cytology slides and I cannot find any. It's all rip-roaring bacteria. So please, we don't want to smell and guess on how to treat these patients. We have really advanced tools in veterinary medicine nowadays, and a glass slide is ancient. We should be using them. Um, Don't feel like you're not confident enough. Don't sit there and skip over cytologies in these patients because you're not sure you think you can identify infection or, you know, weird cells like acantholytic keratinocytes. Take a deep breath. Most people can very easily learn how to pick up on whether it's yeast or bacterial or neither. As long as you can even do that, I would be extremely happy. And the more you keep doing cytology, the more confident you will get. You can train your technicians and your assistants to even read cytology for you if you're in a pinch with the time you have at work. But a glass slide is something so simple and can make such a big difference in these cases. And having them come back to have recheck cytology so you can see, is the infection better? I had a case today that came in uh, when I saw it a month ago for an ear infection. It was just tons of bacteria. The pet came in and the owner said was doing wonderful at home. The ears were looking really good. But my cytology, I saw the bacteria was all gone, but now there was some yeast that wasn't there before. If I had just skipped over doing that cytology because the pet looked better, I probably would have gotten a phone call in a week when the pet started shaking its head and bothering its ears again. And if I had just restarted the medication that was used before, the pet would not have gotten better. So it's really important to recheck cytology and to use that glass slide to your advantage. We don't want to guess on treating infections. We are much more advanced in veterinary medicine in a glass slide. I don't feel like is that too much to ask. So please get um, the cytologies done. Don't think it's not bad enough. If they are pruritic to a lesion, it is worth cytologing. And if they have an odor, you definitely want a cytology and not just guess with your nose. So please, please leave your medical decisions on antibiotics and anti-yeast and topical therapy to an actual diagnostic test, not a guess. That's I'm going to make that a new thing. Test, don't guess. Perfect. New hashtag. Um, my third easy win is give a drug a chance. I see a lot of times uh, pets that will manage very well, say a dog who's just been doing great on Cytopoint, getting Cytopoint injections every month. And then after a year, they break out with one infection. And then all of a sudden, owners or veterinarians call and want to figure out the next steps just based off, oh, well, they broke out with one infection, so that's not a good therapy for that pet. It must not be controlling them give a drug a chance. Sometimes we just have seasons that are really bad for that particular pet, or maybe the owners were bathing every two weeks and they missed a bath and then they broke with infection. Don't forget about things like topical therapy and season changes, Miss flea controls we already talked about. They got into, you know, a hamburger the kid had and they're food allergic. 
We really want to make sure we're not giving up on quality therapeutics for patients that could really be a life-altering therapy in the long run just because they have one simple flare. Now, certainly there are pets who their allergies progress and we do reach a point where a medication might not work as well, but I don't give up on a medication if it has been successful for that pet for a long period of time, just based off, you know, one infection. I tell the owners, let's get through this infection. Let's get it under control. Let's make sure all these other variables are under control. And then let's see what happens. If we find out that once we come off the antimicrobials, the pet flares again, well, then that might be an indication we need to change therapies. But because they did well for seven months, and then all of a sudden summer hit, we got an ear infection, to me is not enough reason to just give up on that therapy. So I definitely think we have to alter their therapeutic plans in the long run if we're having issues, but a lot of times there are just season spikes or variables within that pet's allergic triggers that can happen. And no matter what medication they're on, they might have a little flare. So just give a drug a chance, make sure not to give up just based on one solo infection, but keep it on your radar in case we do need to change things. Look deeper. That's my next tip. And that is regarding episodes of otitis and especially episodes of unilateral otitis. If you have a pet that has a unilateral otitis and despite treatment, um, it doesn't get better or it gets better. But as soon as this treatment is discontinued, the pet's painful or paritic to that ear again, we need to look deeper a unilateral otitis for me is a mass or foreign body basically until proven otherwise. So sometimes that means you have to recheck the pet while they're on therapy and the infection is clear and the swelling is down. So you can actually evaluate deeper in the ear canal. I've had patients come in and there's just so much swelling and pus. I can't see anything. And I let the owner know we need to take a couple weeks, clear this up reduce the swelling, and then I'm going to look deeper to make sure there's nothing like a mass or a foreign body causing these issues. You sometimes have to sedate these patients in order to get a really clear look deeper into that ear canal, but it's not that common for pets with allergies to get a unilateral otitis, especially a really painful, persistent one. So you want to look deeper to rule out the possibility of a mass or foreign body in those cases. And then my last tip for you guys for easy wins is pick up on patterns. So as you start managing these allergy cases long-term, if you know the pet always breaks out with a pyoderma in early summer or gets an ear infection early summer, but the rest of the year does okay, have the owner start a medication, whether it's topical or systemic that could manage the allergies proactively. So sometimes they have difficult allergy cases where they do great throughout the year, but maybe starting in the summer, you know, we tend to break out with the pyoderma despite immunotherapy and topical therapy and everything else that we do. So then I might tell the owner, well, how about starting in June, we give cytopoint injections for a few months to see if we can prevent that infection from happening. So you want to be proactive, whether it's just having the owners bathe more, or if we know the pet always gets paritic you know, in the summer, starting the therapy they need proactively so we can prevent things like ear infections and pyoderma the best to our ability. So I hope that's helpful. These are just, again, I feel like we're all in need of an easy win. 
And these are things day to day that I'm always managing when I talk to clients or general veterinarians about these long-term frustrating allergy cases. And I'm hoping it's something you guys can implement in the clinic. Um, we could all use a little breath of fresh air or a little relief. And it's the best feeling when you can have one of these easy wins and make a really big difference for that pet and their allergy management. So until next time, you guys have an easy win and let's end the year 2020 with some positivity and successful case management.